0: Hi, everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked Up Blue Devils podcast here today. My name is JJ Jackson. So fired up to be talking with you on this Wednesday edition of the program. Uh, what a fun week it is as we get set for Duke men's basketball being played in the ACC tournament. On today's program, I had the absolute joy of chatting with a good buddy of mine, Jason Evans, from the Duke basketball report to talk about everything in the world of Duke hoops. Jason was at the game on Saturday the final home game for coach K and uh, I've got to start there and talk with him about that on our program. So without further ado, let's bring him in. Here's Jason Evans. Jason, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, man. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it, it was funny. I was, I was talking to Kenny Denard, uh-huh. uh, former Duke great, um, uh, who was at the whole event. And, and I said, Oh, you know, what'd you think? How, how was your day? And he said, that was a fabulous, incredible, wonderful day, except for 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly
1: how I feel. That that sums it up very nicely, I think.
0: The uh, the 11 minutes, uh, 38 to 20 run that UNC had at the end of the game uh, was just tough for all of us to sit there and yeah. watch. What I mean, I haven't heard from anybody on this program that was there uh, physically. I, I want to hear a little bit more about what it was like to take that all in in person. It was one thing to watch on television, but to actually be there in venue.
1: Oh, it was... It was fabulous. I'll, I'll tell you as I as I walked up to Shushevskiville and, and the whole scene. Um, uh, my colleague Donald Wine and I were, uh, were were there together, right? And as we walked up, and you just you sense the energy coming. This was this was like two o'clock. This is you know four hours before the game, but the energy in Shushevskiville, the energy surrounding it with all the the fans and the such who who weren't students. Donald said to me, and I think this is such a great line. He said this is Woodstock for Duke fans. It really felt like that. It was this massive party. There was lots of music going on. There were lots of beverages flowing. (laughs) And like Woodstock had, you know, an an endless stream of great performers. There was an endless stream of Duke basketball illuminaries, uh, the greatest players of all time, who were just wandering around. I mean, you know, you literally couldn't, I'm, I'm, I'm eating lunch in the Bryan Center, Danny Ferry walks by I'm, uh, you know, I'm walking through the parking lot. Uh, There's Nate James. Um, I, I, I spent a good 20, 30 minutes chatting with, with Andre Dawkins and Ryan Kelly and Sean Kelly on and on and on. I mean, all these guys. And then (laughs) the, the coup de gras, I go into the game. I wasn't sure where my seats were. I'd heard that we had really good, that Donald and I had very good seats. A a fan of our podcast had, had provided us with seats, an incredibly generous Gentlemen, um, I I I don't know what to say other than this man is going to heaven. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, our seats were against the rail. You know, there's there's the lower section right. where the students sit and where all the players were sitting. Right. And then there's the upper section, which is where you can actually get seats if you aren't a student or or a super super VIP. We were on the front row against the rail in that upper section, and quite literally behind the Duke bench, which meant I was right up there next to all the Duke players. Throughout the entire game, Christian Laettner and Mike Dunleavy and Casey Sanders and Carlos Boozer were uh, were right in front of me the whole time. I I was chatting with them when I would stand up and cheer and sort of lean toward the court. I would almost bump into Dunleavy's head. And there were a couple of times I had to to ask Boozer to to move because Carlos is so big. He was in my way a little bit uh, from, you know, my, my vision. It, it was, it was fabulous. It was amazing seeing so many Duke greats in the same place. And I'll tell you the thing I loved about it was there'd be a big play. There'd be a big moment in the game. You know, the, uh, Theo John had an incredible block shot at one point. I, you know uh, I remember specifically Jeremy Roach had a really athletic layup. There are a few other really big plays. And the second the play would happen, I would look at all the players. I'd look at JJ Redick. I'd look at Wojo. You know, I look at Shane Battier, Grant Hill, all these guys were right there and I get their reaction to it. And then their reaction became, you know, part of my reaction. It was a ton of fun.
0: That's awesome. I mean, you, you texted me a little bit about where the setup was and, and said the picture was on Twitter at Jason Duke Evans on Twitter. And it's almost like words don't do it justice, uh, Jason, because I had to look at the picture of you and Donald, and it's like, oh, my gosh, there they are. And of right, course, there, there was, they are, and
1: there's Elton Brand. That, exactly,
0: <laughs> and that was, the, that was the video feed that they kept panning over and going through the crowd, and now it's almost like, okay, let me go re-watch the TV copy and see all the times I see Jason and Evans on the TV copy.
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it's very funny. So my brother texted me midway through the game, and, and he said, get off your damn phone. And I, said, <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, he, and then he sent me a video clip when Carlos Boozer was doing the halftime show. Cause you know, Carlos did halftime for the ACC network and he right. did it from, from those seats from the player section. When his, the entire time Carlos was doing the halftime, I was on my phone texting with friends and stuff like that. And my brother was watching me and he's like, Look at this guy. You're on national (laughs) television and you're just on your
0: phone. (laughs) Oh, that's a great story. Check it out. It's on his Twitter feed at Jason Duke Evans. All right. So uh, Duke has the tough loss. They are, however, still ACC outright champions. Yes. Last question before the first break I take here today What's the big moment that you think of when you look back on the season to celebrate the ACC title for Duke?
1: Wow. What's the big moment? Ah, uh, that's or a just tough the one. the first
0: thought that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, I, it's going to seem strange to say this. To me, the thing that I recall the most about this team, the thing that I think, to some extent, I've been the most impressed with about this team, is Mark Williams' defense. And uh, you know, I, re- I I think maybe the thing I remember the most is the game against Virginia in Virginia. Where he blocked, and I've blanked on the name of the Virginia center. I've, I, you know, just gone from my head. But the guy who's the Virginia starting center, Mark Williams, blocked him on consecutive consecutive plays. Like the guy put up a shot, Williams blocked it. The guy got the rebound and put it up again, and Williams blocked it again. And then Mark Williams got the rebound at that point. And and they and the you know, a little bit later they they cut to the bench and the Virginia center was sitting there with his head down and you know he was thinking like what can I do? I can't do anything more than that. Uh, Mark Williams, to me, especially like during the month of February, I'm of the belief that he was the best player on the team for for that month. His progress over the course of the season, over the course of his career, is just a wonder to behold. He quite deservedly won ACC Defensive Player of the Year. And I think that if Duke makes a deep run, and gosh, we all are praying for that. We really want that for Coach K's final season. I think it's very, very possible. If Duke makes a big run, it's going to be because teams are terrified of coming into the middle against one of the, I don't know, top two or three shot blockers in the country.
0: Francisco Navarro, the, the name that we're looking for.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to say, and by the way, uh, I've really noticed lately, Mark has gotten, like I've talked about how much he's improving. He's gotten so much better at blocking a shot and grabbing the rebound or no even attempt, attempting to block a shot. Like against Carolina, I noticed on several occasions – that he went up for the block. He had zero blocks against Carolina, I believe that was – which is, like, stunning to me. Right. Uh, But he influences so many shots. He still protects the rim even he has no no actual blocks. But he was going up and attempting to make the block and getting the rebound anyway, which is something he did not do earlier this season. And you've seen his rebounding numbers really pick up of late. I I just – to me, that's the oh-wow thing about this team. We haven't had a rim protector like that since Sheldon (laughs) Williams.
0: We talk about what Mark Williams does defensively and, and the block shots for Duke in the North Carolina game in particular, just four total for Duke against North Carolina. Theo John had two, A.J. Griffin had two blocks as well. I want to talk a little bit more about how this Duke team bounces back in just a moment here on Lockdown On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar, and I'm not even kidding – all bars are covered in 100% chocolate, as mo- most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So many amazing flavors to choose from, whether it's mint brownie, coconut almond, coconut, cookies and cream raspberry, or so much more. Go to Built.com. use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And uh, you'll also get 15% off your order when you do that. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. March Madness is next week, and I just love those brackets. I'm using Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest to help me out this year, as today's show is brought to you by Stat Hero. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a game plan that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. The Simply Post sets of players for you to take with the set of players you choose. You need to sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for 100% match. This is what daily fantasy was always meant to be. Stat hero is the fastest and easiest way to get your sports action fix. Moving back here on locked on blue devils, JJ Jackson with Jason Evans from the Duke basketball report, the DBR podcast. I love their pre and post game reactions to everything and getting to break down uh, unfortunately, the loss to North Carolina at 94 points, the most that Duke gave up all season long. But we bounce back with what Duke's got going on. Uh, why are you optimistic about what uh, Duke basketball has going in to the NCAA tournament, Jason?
1: This is going to seem like the craziest answer ever, JJ. I'm optimistic because we're not in Cameron anymore. I, I, that I is can't the rec-
0: craziest answer ever.
1: <laughs> it, it is. I can't recall a season. I mean, look, Cameron Indoor Stadium is – legendary it is widely considered you know the greatest crowd and the greatest home court advantage in all of college basketball um by the way I've heard some some analytical folks say if you look at various sports across the entire sports spectrum and pro and college and everything the sport where home court advantage matters the most is college basketball it is far more significant you know if you'd like judge wins and losses point totals things like that It is way more significant than in pro or college football, way more than in the NBA, way more than in baseball. Every sport, college basketball has the biggest home court advantage. So it seems bonkers to me that the best home court (laughs) in the sport with the biggest advantage was a huge disadvantage this season. I think that the the pressure and sort of the, the weird craziness of Coach K's final season and every game, look, every game felt like, a little bit of an event, I think that that wore on these guys. And I also think that they, and this isn't conscious, this isn't like something they say, but I think maybe subconsciously this team sort of thought when they were home, oh, it's okay. Cameron will lift us up. Cameron will give us an extra spark. Cameron will help us get the win. Um, Instead of motivating themselves, instead of having that fire in their own belly, they thought Cameron's going to give it to me. And, and it doesn't work that way. And it really didn't work that way for this team. JJ, I've got an incredible stat for you. I looked. Duke had six teams that they played home and, a road, and the road. I looked at those six games. I totaled up the point difference in the home games and the road games. Duke was 50 points better on the road in those six games. Wow. That's stunning. And it, it's, it's even worse than that because part of that is the fsu game where duke lost by one on the road and then won by i want to say it was 17 i believe at home
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it was a completely different fsu team recall that when we played them uh at home and cameron all five of their starters were missing i mean imagine if duke played a game where jeremy roach and joey baker and theo john and jalen blakes and bates jones were the starters not that those aren't players that we all love but you kind of go, oh, hey, hey, hang on. This is, not, this is not the real Duke team. We didn't play the real Florida State team. If you take out that game, if you take out that crazy result, it's a 70-point difference over five games. Difference in being on, at home and on the road. And we've seen Duke on a neutral floor. We beat Kentucky and Gonzaga on a neutral floor. I think that this team, just because of their mental makeup, when they aren't relying on Cameron, they're better. And there will be no Cameron. There will be no home. There'll be no road. It's all neutral when you get to the NCAA tournament, unless you play Villanova in, right. in Philadelphia. That's a whole different story. We don't have 10 minutes to talk about that. But for the most part, yes, uh, they will. they will not be facing a road crowd. And even if they did, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I think these guys are going to be road warriors. I'm very optimistic.
0: And, and that's, that's reason enough to be optimistic about the, the postseason chances for this Duke team, not to mention all the talent that they've got. I wanted to grab my phone here and go back to Twitter, make sure I got the numbers right, because I saw the Devils then post this a little bit earlier in the week, that uh, at home, Duke's offensive efficiency in the country was number this. eight, and the defensive efficiency was 95th. On the road and neutral sites, offense was number one in the entire country. The Duke offense, again, on road, number one in neutral sites in the entire country, and defense was number eight. Yeah. It's so drastic, the differences. Wow. I, I,
1: I saw those numbers. Someone, I forget who. Someone said, if you look at those numbers, at home, Duke was basically a bubble team, maybe a little better than a bubble team. And – on the road and at neutral sites, Duke was the best team in the country. I mean, yeah. think about that. It's <laughs> crazy. that And, and, and uh, look, it's easy to go, oh, small sample size. But we're talking about a whole season sample size at this point. Right. Right? How much bigger can your sample size get? There, there's a possibility of nine more samples. That's the most. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I sure hope we have nine more.
0: <laughs> yeah, we want to win the ACC tournament. We definitely want to the, the NCAA tournament. That's, uh, that's going to be the biggest one. There. By the way, the I want us to make
1: a, a run in both those tournaments because – Coach K is, I believe, I haven't looked at the number lately. I, I got it in my head. Coach K is five wins away from 1,200 in his career. Um, I like nice round numbers. I, I'd like him to get to 1,204, I guess it would be. 12, right. Yeah, 1,204. Yep. But but I really wanted to make it at least to
0: 1,200. I'm, I'm so big with the round numbers too, Jason, so much so that I know that Coach K has 97 wins in the NCAA tournament. So oh, getting yeah, to 100, 100 is amazing. Uh, That means you play in the Elite Eight, but that's still not good enough. So why not get to 103 and call it a career in the NCAA tournament? You're already got the most more than anybody, but let's make sure we get all six of them in the tourney.
1: Amen, brother. I'm with you.
0: (laughs) All right, I want to talk a little bit more about this ACC tournament, but we need to take one more final break here today on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our good friends over at Rock Auto. Rock Auto, one of my absolute favorites. You could save time and money when you use Rock Auto, saving and spending 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. That's why you got to figure out how to get apart and involved with Rock Auto, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake lamps, tail lamps, Break parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy to website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Finally, today's show is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness starts next week. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going to go for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or PickX. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, at Locked On, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Final few moments here on Locked On Blue Devils. JJ Jackson hanging out with Jason Evans from the Duke Basketball Report. DBRSBN on Twitter. Uh, What do you guys have planned possibly for the uh, postseason play here that people should check out, Jason? Because I really want to promote your guys' stuff. It's excellent.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Well, we have episode number 400 coming up. Uh, No kidding. Wow. Yeah, actually, it just released today, Wednesday. Episode number 400. And it's a tradition for us. On episode 100, 200 and 300 we had kenny denard and kenny is back here for episode 400 uh look he he was able to give us some insight some uh some behind the scenes stuff about what went on with all the players for folks who haven't heard of him if you haven't kenny denard was uh played at duke in the late 70s and early 80s uh so he is someone who played for coach k he was one of the honored guests who was invited back One of the, one of the players, you know, a hundred of them who (laughs) showed up on Saturday and Kenny told us a little bit about, you know, what happened when they were getting ready to go out there and just meeting with the guys and stuff like that. It's really, it's great. And Kenny, by the way, also is the host of a special that the ACC put together honoring coach K uh, called legacy that uh, you can catch on YouTube, Facebook. Um, If you just search for, you know, coach K legacy, you'll probably find it. Um, Kenny's the host of that. He interviewed boy, Grant Hill, and Johnny Dawkins, uh, and Shane Battier, and John Shire, and Nolan Smith, on, and Allah, on and on and on. He, inter- he interviewed a bunch of uh, Wojo, he interviewed um, a bunch of Duke legends, and everybody just sort of talked about their memories of Coach K, and you know, what was it about Coach K that made him so special, uh, and it's a, it's a really wonderful series. Uh, so we spoke to Kenny all about that, and he's, he's always funny and insightful, and then, you know, obviously, we're just going to we're going to do our usual recap and preview of every single game that we can. We'll probably, when it gets to the NCAA tournament, my bet is we'll tap into our network and talk to folks who are associated with the schools um, that that we're playing. We did that earlier this season. We got a really great preview of Gonzaga from, from someone who's a a, a blogger and a podcaster on Gonzaga. We did the same thing with Ohio state Um, because we really like to give folks, I think one of the things that we, focus on is giving them a, a, a little bit of a deep dive on your opponent. I, I think people want to know, okay, who are we playing? Who do I need to watch out for on that team? What are the things that team's going to do to try and attack Duke? And how is Duke going to attack that team? And, and so we really try and focus on that a little bit. Um, and, and I'm confident that we're going to have some really, really great content for people coming up. For the uh, ACCs and especially the NCAA tournament, and,
0: and who better to ask than people that cover those teams and follow those teams exactly. all year long to get that perspective? That's why I love doing the crossover episodes with Locked On, the Locked On Tar Heels and Locked On Blue Devil crossovers were amazing this season, and and yeah, I'm all for that. Four hundred episodes of DVR—that's unbelievable! Congratulations, that's so exciting, and uh, I'm gonna have to listen to that right after uh, we record this, and and uh, again celebrate this on this Wednesday. So, congrats again for that, Jason.
1: Thank you so much. Hey, look, you do them every day, so you're gonna get to four. You're gonna pass us probably very, very soon.
0: And I do want to let you know that, funny enough, here we are, second week of March. We have officially crossed the one-year plateau, so it has now been one full calendar year of doing this five days a week with the podcast. And I can't say thank you enough for this, Jason.
1: Right, right. So uh, we're at episode 400. We've been doing it since
0: 2015. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're on
1: a different pace. than A you, little perspective
0: for people, no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's start to wind down and, and again, focus more on this ACC tournament that's coming up. It's going to be played in Brooklyn. Uh, Duke has won 21 ACC tournaments as a basketball program, which is just outstanding. Uh, Today, on this Wednesday, Florida State is going to play Syracuse. Whoever wins has the joy of getting to play the number one seed, Duke Blue Devils. Duke has played both of those teams twice already in the Syracuse series. You know, Jim Boeheim has never been beaten twice by one school by 20 plus times in those meetings in his 40 plus year career at Syracuse. Duke has done that. Uh, Here we are on this Wednesday. What do you think is going to happen for Duke as they get set for this ACC tournament?
1: Um, I, I think if you look at this at what these teams were doing down the stretch, uh, there's a little question in my mind that Florida State is going to beat Syracuse. Syracuse really struggled to the finish. Um, they, they just aren't playing great ball right now. I, I don't think that I don't think they really have the personnel to play the, the matchup zone the way Jim Boeheim wants to. They're, they're not as long. They're not as bouncy. They're not as athletic as as the really good Syracuse teams are the teams that play that zone really, really well. So, and, and then the other thing is they, they Syracuse hits really difficult shots. Like no team is going to, going to make more difficult shots against you than Syracuse does, but they do that because they take a lot of difficult shots. And I think it's a struggle for them sometimes to get the ball in the basket. Florida state was terrible for a good two or three week stretch. When I mentioned this earlier, when their entire starting lineup was, was injured. They've gotten several of those guys back. Not everybody, but they've gotten several of those guys back. And I think, you know, if you look at what Florida State did in their final few games, you can tell they're, they're getting healthier and they're better. And I, I, I'll, I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm more afraid of Duke's matchup against what I think will be Florida State than I am of perhaps any other game in, in the ACC tournament because Florida State is so long. Right. Uh, They're so big and so long. Um, I I think that's just, it's just a unique challenge. And uh, like John Butler, who had a huge game against Duke in Tallahassee has been coming on strong. He he then faded for a little bit. You know, he was one of these guys I was like, you know, this guy's never gonna have a game like this. He never had, and probably never will. Well, he's starting to prove me wrong because lately he's been playing a lot better. John Butler is a 7 1 wing who shoots. I three can't pointers. get a I
0: can't, I can't stop looking at him when he's on the floor, Jason, because yeah. he's one of those guys that it's like, how are you that tall, that lanky, and and I mean, that good? I yeah. can't stop staring at him when he's on the floor because I'm like, wow. And all yeah. those four to stay, they like create him in a lab, is how we joke over the years with. Uh, the big lineups that they all that Leonard Hamilton always rolls
1: out. Yeah, uh, so I worry that John Butler, you know, will give AJ. Griffin and Wendell Moore fits. Usually, Wendell and AJ are playing against guys who are maybe their size but probably smaller than them. John Butler looks down on them, significantly looks down yeah. on them. <laughs> so uh, so I, I I'm worried about that Florida State matchup, and I, I really think uh, you know it it would take a Herculean effort and a real reversal of fortune for Syracuse to knock them off, but I'd be thrilled if they did because I don't see many other teams that I think are going to give Duke a lot of a challenge um, in, in the ACC tournament. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Notre Dame and UNC, who are the two most prominent teams on the other side of the bracket, uh, Duke beat Notre Dame bad. I mean, right. spanked them. And I know we just lost to UNC. That was a game where I'm, I'm hard-pressed to tell you anyone on Duke who had a really good game. And UNC put four guys over 20 points. I mean, like UNC had – I've seen R.J. Davis play this year. That was his best game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that was probably Brady Manick darn close to his best game. Caleb Love had a good game. Armando Bacot had a very good game. I, I don't think and, – and, and even with all that happening and with Duke not playing that great, Carolina only pulled away very, very late. Duke led most of that game and, in fact, had many opportunities to stretch out the lead to the point where – I think Carolina would have started to fold. Um, So I, I I literally the team I worry about the most in the ACC right now is Florida state.
0: We're saying all this. And later today, people are, are, are listening to us on their morning drive into work on Wednesday. And we're hyping up Florida state. Next thing you know, how the how the game Syracuse goes? Will beat them. We're going to be playing Syracuse uh, <laughs> exactly. tomorrow on Thursday, so <laughs> uh, enjoy. Right, the that's the curse. We're going to play basis.
1: Syracuse, and they're going to spank us probably, and I'll, <laughs> I'll look like an idiot. And I won't be the first time.
0: <laughs> exactly these podcast things, man. Whoever invented them? Four hundred of them, and you can always go back and hear what I've said before. Oh uh, no, or, please don't. Please exactly. Don't. <laughs> Let me ask you about the offense, and then we're out of here. I mentioned road and neutral sites. Obviously, Duke's uh, most exciting, most electric wins this season. You've got the one in Chapel Hill and then against Kentucky and then the game in Las Vegas against Gonzaga. Number one in terms of offensive efficiency there. Against North Carolina, Paolo takes 26 shots. Other guys barely take any. Uh, A.J. Griffin only took five shots the entire game. What what idea? And maybe we don't even need to be asking. Maybe this is one of those things where don't watch the UNC tape. It's over and done with. The regular season is gone. Can this team get back to sort of that number one offense that they've had on road and neutral sites, and what has that looked like this year to you?
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing: it's looked like is it's it looked like a team that shoots three pointers really well, right? Um, uh, I I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but but Duke has been in recent years. Duke has not been a great three point shooting team. We've been a pretty darn good three point shooting team this year. AJ Griffin's outstanding, or arguably.
0: Not a big reason arguably, of why, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll I'll just say it: AJ Griffin's the best outside shooter Duke has had since JJ Redick. I don't think that's. Uh, the numbers would sort of bear that out. Yeah. I mean, dude's near 50%. I don't know. Luke Kennard may be mad at me for saying that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and it hasn't just been A.J. Griffin. Uh, Duke has gotten uh, – Wendell Moore has shot way better on the road than he has at home. No doubt. Road in neutral. Um, uh, uh, look, we saw Jeremy Roach have a big you – know, had a big game at Virginia. I, I don't know why. Duke is just better on the road – than they are at home. And most of it I think is three pointers, but the biggest thing for me, if anyone who's listened to the Duke basketball report podcast this year, knows I talk so much about shot selection. Um, Duke has, has got, yes, you do. I can attest to that. Especially Paulo Bancaro, but Duke has several guys who are willing to take what I consider to be bad shots. If you're, if you're not in the lane and you're not outside of the three point line, boy, you better be real sure that you're going to hit that shot because that is the shot that all the analytics people, all the people who study the game of basketball from a mathematical standpoint, they say, don't shoot it. And Duke gets in trouble when we take those shots. If Duke, if you see Duke taking a lot of nine, 12, 15, 17 footers, that's when you should get concerned. Um, and, and I I think, you know, it, It's mostly Paulo. It's also, to a lesser extent, Trevor Keels. And it's sometimes Wendell Moore as well. A.J. Griffin doesn't tend to do them too much. Jeremy Roach doesn't do them. And obviously, you're you're not, you know, uh, if Mark Williams, actually, I'm I'm fine with Mark Williams taking the 12-footer because he seems to hit it every time.
0: Every now and again, he lines it up from the free throw line. And and at first, you're like, no, no. And then it goes in. And you're like, all right, let's move move back on defense. A good job for Mark there. I'm excited. It's uh, it's tournament time. It's March. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what we could title this one reasons to be optimistic in March because Jason, you gave them all of them. And, and we're excited to see what the Stoop team can do. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me again, Jason. This was a joy.
1: My pleasure, JJ. And, and I continue to be impressed at you cranking these babies out with really great content. Um, keep up the good work, my friend.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's Jason Evans from the Duke Basketball Report. He's on Twitter, at Jason Duke Evans. Follow DBRSBN on Twitter as well. Those guys are unbelievable. Enjoy all my chats with Donald Wine when he's on the program. And, yeah, you got to check out that photo from them at Cameron Indoor. That was crazy how close <laughs> they were to all the action. So, it was uh, fun. It was that's, fun. Uh, that, that's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.